Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Cloud9 Podcast with my friend and my guest, Brett Williams with Leading Linked. How's it going, hey, man? man? Awesome. How's it going with you? Good, good. I appreciate having you on the show. I know that uh, you and I have been chatting a lot on uh, LinkedIn and we've become friends. Yep. Um, fighting on the same cause of helping leaders focus on their business and not marketing and sales. Before we get started, man, I'd love to learn more a little bit more about like maybe a personal fact about you that nobody would know would be a great way to start. Like, is there any any secret skill sets that you have? Any any kind of funny stories? What do you got for us, Brett? <laughs> well, most of my funny stories come from my toddler, but um, most people don't realize that while now I am full bore into uh, B2B marketing, I actually started out as a telecommunications engineer. I, I engineered the back end of the, the network of the big three telecom companies across the U.S. So I'm a recovering engineer, I'll say that. You're an IT guy turned sales and marketing genius. Yes, exactly. Happen that often. Hey, I'm, I'm working on, on catching up to the genius title like you, but yeah, no, that's exactly what I've done. <laughs> okay, that, well, let me ask you this. Was it that you were, was it that you were a sales and marketing guy to begin with and you got stuck in IT or did you change? So I actually started out really young in sales, um, like retail sales, uh, slinging phones at a local cell phone store. And um, then I saw IT, liked IT, learned engineering um, and kind of landed there. But I was one of the few engineers that could actually talk to people. Um, <laughs> wanted to talk to people. They probably yeah. can't talk to you. They exactly. Want, want exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, a, a buddy of mine who actually is a, he's a civil engineer. He says engineering is the profession that was created to let socially awkward people feed themselves. And so that's, that's what I found. And so then I was just like, you know what? I really love the sales and marketing and the people side of it. So that's where I ended up switching back to. Nice. It's interesting. What was your first, if you don't mind me asking, what was the first job you landed after the switch? Was it just becoming a business owner or did you land somewhere first? No, it was actually, it was becoming a business owner, just going out from, from the pack and just deciding to launch my own thing. Um, and I, I kind of got that entrepreneurial bug a, quite a while ago and, you know, did some things on the side for a while. And, but then once you get the bug, you can't lose the bug. Exactly. I had the bug at an early age and then I had a corporate job and I was like, this is the easiest thing in my life. And then I was like, let me torture myself again. And I went right back to <laughs> entrepreneurial life. Exactly. Yep. Very similar experience. That's interesting. So I think it's cool that, that your background, like I'm a firm believer of mobility, right? And I think people kind of find themselves pigeonholed into a career, yeah. um, which is BS, right? Like I, I studied pre-med physiological science. Like I didn't learn a single thing about marketing and sales, right? Like the one thing I knew is that like, I, I kept my word, I was reliable and people like working with me, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's supposed to where my business career kind of started. I was too impatient for medical school. I was like, wait, tell me I gotta wait 10 years to make money. <laughs> uh, and then I started selling crazy kinds of stuff, copier machines and vacuum cleaners. And I've been there, been there, done that, but I definitely moved around my, you know, my degree had nothing to do with, uh, with my profession. And it brings up a good point, right? Like the degrees even matter these days. Like I think people are taking MBAs and like, hate to tell you this, but like the books that were written on MBAs, like they're old already. It's, yep. it's adjusting so fast. Oh, like yeah. you learn more from a podcast than you can from a teacher that's talking about business he's never done before. Yeah, well, I, th I think I, I can't remember who it was that said this, but I read it not too long ago. It was that formal education will make you a living, but self-education will build a life. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's like in today's world, um, and I, I won't say I'm anti-education, but in the same breath, it's like, well, we need an overhaul in my opinion. And I, that's not political. It's I think COVID like, probably reality. pushing that, right? I think people are like, wait, I'm paying like Harvard rates you know, for private school and my kids are remote, right? Like it's, it's, it's kind of showing the cracks, but it's all part of a big system, right? Like you're talking about 
you're talking about a lot of land and, and, and investment and uh, yes. it's interesting though. So I think we'll see a lot of change, but I, I, I'm a firm believer that like you pretty much can do anything if you learn. Right. Yep. Um, it was like a, in fact, the movie it was called copycat or something, Leonardo DiCaprio, where he like would, oh, uh, yeah. was like a fraud and everything. Like to me, I'm like, Hey, you probably yeah. could become a lawyer and a good doctor just watching, you know, YouTube and copying it. Right. Yes. Exactly. I could become a great cook. Right. I watch YouTube. I'm like, how do I cook this? salmon glaze miso whatever and i just do it and it comes out good right exactly oh so, exactly. yeah it's a, it's a great world um you know i think a lot of people listening to this uh, you know tend to be either sales and marketing leaders or or plan to be sales and marketing leaders and i you know i think one of the things that i i um i love about what's happening between sales and marketing is that we're coming closer together right i think there's like no way to hide the fact that like hey uh revenue is one thing and sales and marketing combined get your revenue right where in the past it's like Two different people, two different personas, um, and I, I can see that gap is closing. Um, like, what do you see happening in the market right now, as far as like people uh, when it comes to like budgets with, with COVID? Were they were they like cutting marketing budget, cutting sales budget, cutting both? Like, what's coming back faster? Are they rebuilding together as one? Yeah, no, you know what's interesting is I was just I was just having a conversation about this earlier today, and uh, one of the things that we're starting to see now that people kind of. I guess you could say started to realize that we're in a new normal. Like it's, it's not, um, it's not going to be, Hey, we're going to do this for a month or two and now every, and everything's going to be back, you know, to the way that we knew it. Yeah. And so one of the things that we're starting to see is that as the budgets are starting to, to come back and being, I guess, freed up. Cause I don't think the budgets ever went anywhere. I think a lot of people were just scared and didn't know what to do. And so they were just kind of holding, holding totally. everything down. They didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. You raised 200 million. You still have that 200 million. Exactly. Exactly. And so when people started to, to kind of release, I start, I think the COVID situation pushed everybody into realizing that if you don't have that unity between sales and marketing, you're completely ineffective. Yeah. Because if marketing is going one direction and sales is going another, you could literally, and this is a worst case scenario, you could have marketing, marketing at one customer in one way and sales having a completely different conversation and you're yeah. just wasting money. And so it's now like people are like marketing, like in the day, like websites, a store, right? It's a store and your sales guys, like, like they picture them at a mall and they're like, yo, come into the scotch and soda clothing store. We got a cool vibe going on. Like you're just saying the same thing. You should be saying what's in the store. Exactly. Right. Cause your website exactly. should say what a sales rep is saying. Right. And, and, but instead they're measuring people differently. They're like, you'll get me a qualified meeting versus engagement. Right. Yeah. As if a qualified meeting turns into revenue, like maybe one day it did, but like, I'll tell you what turns into revenue somebody who you can help. Exactly. Right. Like if you can help somebody and you can show them, you can help them build turn to revenue, not a KPI. Right. So then they end up saying different stuff. Yes. Now they have to get people on meetings because they don't want to lose their job. Right. So now exactly. it creates uh, um, uh, a divergence from what marketing is saying. Right. Cause they have to do whatever because they're measured the wrong way. You force people to survive. Right. Exactly. I don't get fired. I need 15 qualified meetings. So I'm going to say whatever I have to say. Um, exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I see that all the time. And, and in reality is like, what the hell is inbound and outbound? There's no difference. If you outbound somebody, they're going to look at your website. Exactly. I don't exactly. talk to anybody. Like, someone cold calls me. They're like, oh, Mike, I'm from, I'm like, where are you from? I'm from so-and-so. I'm like, pull up the computer. I got his LinkedIn. I know. I'm like, what is that inbound? Yes. Right? Like if they have a nice shining ebook, I'll download it. Right. And the marketing yep. will be like, that's my lead. So, you know, I think that, I think that salespeople are part of marketing. When I first started working, um, we had some teams that would hire our SDRs under marketing. And I was I was like, I don't know marketing <laughs> leaders. I'm pissed. This is going to suck. I'm going to get fired. And then all of a sudden now I'm like, wait, no, it's under marketing, you know, or it's under the same thing, right? Like everything's yeah. kind of changing. They learned 
I learned the, the persona of the marketer. They want to prove that their landing page converts. Exactly. They want traffic, right? Exactly. I, came up, I wrote this little comment. I put this ebook here that, that this, people are going to like this. I'm going to bring people to it, right? Yes. Um, and and it's, it's interesting. So I learned that persona. Now I do believe that SDRs do belong under marketing, even um, podcast internally. You know, we don't, um, SDRs are not sending uh, LinkedIn messages and, and email. They're sending personalized. They can go research. They can write a personalized to anybody. But the foundation is being laid down by, let's call it our Cloudtask revenue team. It's a combination of marketing yes. and sales, right? Yes. Um, and, and they are then picking up that baton where engagement needs to happen, right? Exactly. And, and we're, we're, we're seeing really good results with that. And, and then I also know that everybody who doesn't take a meeting, everybody who doesn't buy, who's not interested, they go to your website. Guess what? People like Brett, they're working on the retargeting. Right, yep. and you're gonna get exactly. and you're gonna see an ad again, and, and it's it's funny how it's it's funny like you know hearing your background as like IT engineer because like you know that probably gave you a really good insight onto like the fact that like the sale is not done at the sale. Sale is exactly. the time where we actually start working with each other, right? Yep. Um, and we have yeah, to stop selling each other and start planning. Exactly. Exactly. And you know the thing the thing that gets me and these are you know just some random stats that I just keep in the back of my head because I'm that person. You know, in 2017. LinkedIn put out a stat that the average corporate buyer will look at 10 pieces of content before they make a purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. That was three years ago, pre-COVID. And you can't yeah, tell me, nobody can convince me that's not gone up. And 100%. Yeah. And 60%, you know, depending on who you ask, 60% plus of the buyer's journey is happening before somebody ever even talks to someone at your company. And so yeah. it's not like you're saying, it's got to be, the word I like to use is continuity. If you don't have continuity between sales and marketing, then you're just leaving so much money on the table. And then with that, you've got to have systems in place because when you just talk about people, then you're going to have things that fall through the cracks. People aren't going to communicate effectively, but when you build systems with, with the human touch in them, that's to me, that's the difference maker. And that's, what's going to be a multiplier effect for the organizations who get ahead of the curve on that and make 100%. sure that they're ready to execute. And if you build systems that are customer-centric focused, right? Because exactly. a system being built for efficiency and for, for profit margins, that's not a good experience, right? Like think of exactly. this, for example, you know, typically a lot of companies are either or, right? They're either like, we're either inbound or outbound, right? There's a lot of either yes. ors out in the world, right? Yes. Um, and then there's a lot of companies that are like, we have a great inbound engine, but like this is the automation that happens as soon as it's a 14-day cadence. This happens every time, right? Um, yep. What they don't do is they don't put in the first message like, hey, um, by the way, if you want to talk to somebody live, hit this button. You know, they exactly. don't give you an option and it's really lame. It's either or, right? Yes. And I think we're in a world of blended robots because like, you know, sometimes like, I don't want to talk to somebody, right? I want to like a robot. And another time I'm like, yeah, I just want to talk to somebody, right? So like, yes. I think the option of automation and person and saying, hey, you know, dear customer, we made it like this for you, you know, for your benefit, we don't know where you're at, so we're going to send you information. But if you need help today, someone will call you back right away, you know, and like a live exactly. chat, you know, pops up. Um, and that's, that's to me, I think that's going to really change things because all of a sudden you're going to have salespeople that are manning live chat, right? That are like more in the marketing stuff. And this happened, you know, I, I talked to a friend. She was a leader in um, Estee Lauder and then she worked for Bobby Brown and she worked for uh, Tom Porter, two lines. And um, when COVID hit, 
all of a sudden she's on uh, Zendesk, you know, like closing chats, right? And she's like this, like very, you know, has a, has a, has a presence at the malls, right? Yeah. Um, and you can see that's like, it's like new for them. But in reality, it's like, is she a marketer now? You know, she was used <laughs> to standing at a, a kiosk in a mall and now she's on her computer, right? Exactly. Like, so it's like, you know, I think the way people buy in COVID are going to make us all come together. Um, and it's going to be a really interesting space. Like a lot's changing super fast. Um, when it comes to digital marketing, is there a go-to platform that you would advise any, you know, uh, entrepreneur or startup or any market to go to? Like, like, what do you find? Do you find a lot of similarities between LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram? Do they all work together? Is there like something you see better? Like, well, let's, let's, if you're, it really depends on who your, who your customer is. And I tell everybody, you've got to be where your customer's at. Yeah. Um, that's, that's bar none. But if you're in the B2B space, I mean, there's, there's just no competition when it comes to LinkedIn and, and my, obviously I'm biased, but there's just, it's just a, what my mentor of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer, he would call a brainer. Like it, he doesn't like me to use no brainer. So I just call it a brainer. Yeah. It's, you know, with, with the LinkedIn platform, it is the place for what I call a top of funnel professional networking opportunity. It's, you have to, to approach the LinkedIn platform with the mindset as a company of building a presence that's going to support your sales team mm -hmm. and then have your sales team building their own personal brands. And so many, so many companies are afraid of that. But if you're investing in your people, you build, they, they help them build their personal brands. And by doing that, they're able to build the right relationships. And, you know, it's, it's the difference between what's the, how does a conversation flow in your sales process when it's a relationship or referral or, yeah. or they are coming to you versus when it's cold and they both have their place. There's no question, but you've got to make sure that you're doing your, or your sales team is doing their work to overcome that coldness, if you will, oh, as yeah. much as you possibly can. Now I'm a big advocate of retargeting with Facebook um, because quite frankly, just as now much they're, as I they're on LinkedIn, they got you, go to their website. Now they're doing exactly. their stuff and you want to catch them at a moment where they need you. Yeah. Exactly. And more bottom of funnel to me is more Google. Um, but top of fun LinkedIn is top of funnel. And it, in my opinion, it is the place to build a presence for B2B marketing and sales period. No, I agree with you. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, that we talk about this all the time. Like I was not, I, I spent maybe a hundred grand on LinkedIn and Facebook. I got no ROI. Uh, now a yeah. dollar. Am I going to stop paying them? No, I'm going to keep going because yeah. they work. You just have to do it right. Right. Sometimes people, yeah. People don't do, I remember what we did. We did like a, um, for, for chat services, but like we, we wrote it in a way that we sounded like a chat technology company, right? Um, yeah. And it's, so it's like a lot of the times I think when companies don't work with professionals like yourself that have been there and done that, you know, we got this, we'll do it, we'll do it on our own. They, they mess up the, I want to say mess up or they just don't, they don't give themselves the best chance to succeed, right? Because um, had I worked with a professional at the time, probably could have avoided, you know, that the obvious, oh, look, this kind of looks like a chat company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then sometimes yeah, people will, will learn a bad lesson. And then the same way they hire, right? right? How many times do you think I heard, I worked with uh, outsource company like you and it didn't work. And I'm like, how many sales reps did you hire and fire? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's no different, right? Like, exactly. like, but it's different. It's no different, but it's yeah. different. So, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm excited about the future. As you can tell, I'm pretty hyper right now because yeah. I think that we are really, really, really moving away from a world of like your, you know, my W two. You're gonna be at my Christmas party. You're gonna hire, and we're at a world where like 
it'd be like five different Christmas parties. It's more fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I can get it done, you know? And, and um, I'm excited about it. Cause I know like when I talked to you, I was super transparent with you, right? Like, like I almost knew you because of social, right? You were friends with yep. Dustin Michaels and like you were a buddy before being a buddy, right? Yep. Our conversations, you never tried selling CloudPass, right? You brought yep. me advice. You're like, yo, Mir, I think you could be doing more top of the funnel marketing. I'm like, you know what? Cool. Let's talk to our marketer, right? Um, yep. I asked you for the price. I asked you for the plan, right? Yep. Because you just talked about what you thought and you were genuine yep. about it, right? Yep. Um, and, and that's kind of, you know, I think the future approach for like all companies right yeah. um it, it's 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 everyone's gonna sell like that because like the days of selling someone are over right I mean, at the end of the day it's like you know you, you have a job getting someone aware or they want to consider great but yeah i see major changes um and, and and also what's cool is that as things get more complicated i think it helps um people in our situations because it gets getting harder to get all yeah. this stuff done not easier and it gets more moving pieces and people now care more about the end results right like yes. i just want revenue i just want this um which is exciting and i think it, it allows you know people what people forget is that when you work with a professional company you're getting trained right like exactly. you're learning right like it's i could be like oh brett how did you do this why did you do it right like like you'll yep. close me on the what revenue yeah. opportunities but then we're teammates and i guess i could see the how right exactly um and and, and that's a failed opportunity because people look at it like spending 10k a month arbitrary number and i need to make an roi or it's done right but what about your education what yeah. about what you learned right brett's yep. done this 50 times you know i've i've built you know sales teams 60 plus times you know yep. um so it's like yeah i think we live in i think we live in a very very interesting time where where you know as you mentioned people can become brands these days and they should yeah right um, you can have a voice. Like I just put this live on Facebook. I saw the button and published on live. I didn't ask you. I just did it. I was like, yeah, I'll go live. <laughs> right? I asked you before. I was like, yeah, should we go live? He was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Right. Yep. Um, but we live in a world where we can become broadcasters and actually talk about real stuff. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think we're, we're, we're making a shift away from being like the account executive with a million dollar quota, the SDR who wants to be an AE. And we're now, you know, Brett Williams, a, a, a father, a cool dude, like a guy who's just happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and it, it for me, I've built friendships with like, I'd say 60% of our customers were like, they've stayed with me in Columbia. I, I hang out with them in, in San Francisco. Um, and it's like, that's an exciting part, right? Like it, it's, you know, if you're not, if you're not in my opinion, if you're in sales or business and you're not doing business with the people that you want to be friends with, you probably should find a different job. Yeah, totally agree. You know? totally agree. It's like your doctor, you probably like medicine. You're being friends with doctors, your boys, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, like you, you're probably dealing with heads of growth, digital marketers, CMOs, like they should be friends with them. So yep. I deal with CEOs and like, they're my buddies. We have the same problems, same issues, right? Same dreams, find exactly. a lot of similarities alike. And that's when a job doesn't become a job, right? That's when it becomes a passion. Yep. Um, and that shows, and I think, you know, back to our conversation about school, like a lot's going to change where people really are going to get probably more opportunities than they ever did um, yeah. because of this, which is exciting. And that's, Something I felt good about CloudTask, I, I, I sometimes receive messages like weird hours and night being like, oh, I learned so much about software and it's really rewarding, right? Yeah. Um, where borders are going down. Where, where are you based right now, by the way, if you want me asking? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh yeah, just up the road from you. <laughs> about 12 hours. <laughs> 12 hour, yeah, 12 hour drive or, or, or a three hour flight. Yep. That's interesting. So so what's next for uh, Leading Link? What, what are you guys looking at? What's like the most innovative what do you got for the, uh, for the team? Like, what's the, what's, where's the, uh, what's, what's 221 looking like? What's going to be the hot, the hottest trend? 
Yeah. So, I mean, 2021, the biggest thing that we're starting to see is across LinkedIn is LinkedIn is developing at a faster pace than they ever have. Yeah. They've always been the slow, gentle giant. I mean, most people don't realize LinkedIn was around before Facebook, but they're just, they're just, they've just been taking that really slow path. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of product updates that are coming out. Um, I mean, you know, you saw LinkedIn launch stories. Um, I've oh, yeah. never seen so much resistance to something in my life across the platform, but you know, we're seeing all of that technology and here's what it's doing more than anything is it's increasing people wanting to be on LinkedIn and therefore increasing companies and individuals opportunities to get in front of not just their ideal clients, but to build relationships. And that's the, you know, that's the reason even when you're talking about coming to you, I, I hate this term value-based approach because it's so overused and cliche but when you're talking, when you're just making friends with people, like when I have a conversation with you, Amir, I'm not thinking, okay, I want to sell cloud task. I'm thinking, Hey, I just had this idea and it, it's going to help them if they put it into, into effect, whether they do it with me or not, it's going to help them. Oh yeah. So that's what LinkedIn is building. And so seeing them actually having to accelerate that because of the current situation, the sky's the limit. And when you, the thing that we focus on more than anything, and I think that it should be across the board, is when you start to blend automation with humans and have it to where you have those systems in place. And just like you're doing at CloudTask, where you've got people that are actually running the chat windows. Oh, yeah. It, it just makes all the difference in the world. So that's it's what we're really excited about. Think of a baton race, right? Think of a baton race. You, you just have to think of the, the first person running that laps a robot, and they're yeah. passing it to the human. And... The further exactly. the human can get down, the more advanced stuff they can do, right? Exactly. You don't exactly. have to do research. Like, like, how many times did we go back and forth with this podcast? I, I canceled on Brett like four times. <laughs> it's because I'm just getting excited cold calling. I'm canceling you to cold call. It's the truth. Um, but like, we didn't have to do that back and forth. A robot will and can do it. That's kind of yeah. on the future for, for us. Clubhouse. We bought a platform uh, about eight months ago. And we're about to go live in December. I'm excited about it um, because that's like my passion. I think I think that humans need to really reconnect again. And I think we need to use yes. technology uh, to, to reconnect. I'm like, Instagram is basically like, you know, it, it, like people will go out to meet people and they'll be like hitting on people on Instagram versus like going out and actually saying hi to like someone over there. Yes. Like, like good use of the platform, but like you can do it a little differently to amplify. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't wait till people find a way to use technology to, to amplify human interaction, not to replace it. Yes. Um, and that's a whole another problem that these tech companies need to figure out. Um, I think, we, I think we're right for it though. I mean, think about how many people feel like they're going crazy because they've been in their house for months. Oh yeah. I feel and, like I've been going crazy and I have not been in the house in months. Yeah. And it's just like, you get that one opportunity for, for, uh, that is really going to accelerate what you're talking about. I mean, Anybody who's been feeling crazy, she got on a plane to go to Tulum. I went to Tulum last week and it was like, people were friendly. I was talking to everybody. It was like, it was like the happiest place. I think I met more friends in Tulum in 72 hours. And like a lot of them were like um, CTOs, CEOs, product guys all from San Francisco. Then like six months in Miami, where like no one wants to talk to each other, but it's opening up right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people should get on a plane and go there. That's like the spot where like, you know, life is normal. I'm going to have to try that soon then. <laughs> yeah, it's busy right now. Yeah. I think everyone figured that out. But no, I think, I think you know, it, it, for me, I, I love the fact that you were started as an IT engineer. Love it because- you know, I'm a big fan of, that's kind of who I want to buy from. Like, no, look on the real talk. Like, I don't, yeah. 
I need a guy who knows how to fix my problems, right? Like, you know, um, and, and you're super friendly and have great energy and it just goes to show you, like anybody listening, like, like look at uh, Brett's career path. Like he was an engineer, now he's an owner, he's a CEO, like, like you can do it. Like you, you just yep. have to, you just have to actually take the risk, right? Take the plunge. Exactly. Um, so any mentors, I think you mentioned Jeffrey, uh, get, get him more, right? That's his get name? him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like he's, you recommend this book, you recommend he helped you on this journey. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Je- so Jeffrey Gittimer, he's, he's kind of known as, and branded as the king of sales. Yeah. Um, he wrote the little red book on sell, a little red book of selling the sales Bible, um, hands down one of the most influential people in my life to date. Um, and so, I mean, his books will can completely revolutionize your mindset. And the big thing is even where he's at in his level of success. I mean, he, the, the little red book has sold like 5 million copies worldwide, yeah. even where he's at, he is still innovating every single day. I and need so, to Jeffrey. Yeah, you do. You really yeah. do. And uh, and he's. I'll have to to make sure to hook you guys up. But that he, intro. He's just phenomenal. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. And he's. Um, so him, Joe Soto is a he's a marketing mentor of mine. Um, I actually met Jeffrey through Joe, and so uh, he's up in the D.C. area. So Jeffrey guy. and Joe are responsible behind all the people that you're you will have helped and will help. Yes, most certainly, most certainly. Including okay, potentially me if Wesley Berger, you know, makes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And that, and that, that foundation of mentorship that to me, that's the difference between a self-education and I use self in air quotes, but a self-education and a formal education is finding the right people that are, or are closer to where you want to be and doing whatever you can, whatever you have to, to be around them. I'm, I'm dollar CEOs and asking them to be my mentor. And I like politely, I could show you my phone, like, uh, as a CEO of bill.com. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Hey, I just want to, yeah, I, I want to get there. Can I be your mentor? And like, I, he was totally not prepared for it. It was funny. What did he say to me? He said something around the lines of like, uh, see what he said. He said, thanks to me. I appreciate the ask. But at this point I have to pass on the personal mentorship. You know, I look forward to the day when I have more time to change such things, which means that's a lot, but like, as a billion dollar CEO saying that to me. Right. And like, yep. you know, if you want to be a billion dollar CEO, go find them and ask them questions. You're going to, exactly. you're not going to find the stories you think you're going to find a lot of failure sat. Like it's not what you think it is. Right. You know, yes. you, you peel back the onion. So one of my best friends, uh, Chris Tomek, who's my advisor, remember I was friends with him for nine years and I knew that he was a super smart dude. I knew he was super successful. I never asked him because like it just we were just friends, right? Yeah. Um, little then he finally opened up to me. He was one of the first tech billionaires at 21. His company was worth 800 million pounds at a UK stock exchange with the currency exchange rate. It was higher than the bill. Yeah. Lost everything because of the way that legal wrote it up. And it's um, on Netflix. It's a story called I Boss coming out. And he never told me eight years. I didn't know that, right? And 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 then he from scratch from zero. Right? Yes. Can you imagine building a billion dollar company at 21, 22, having nothing, right? Most of us would give up and cry, right? Oh, yeah. He got back up and he built an organization. I'm not going to name stats or numbers, but let's just say that it's pretty big, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, once you start asking people these questions, they start telling you the truth because everyone thinks it's like, you know, everyone's got their own thing going on and, and you can probably learn a lot more from people's failures than you can their oh, success, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, Brett, this is been amazing. I got to eat lunch. I'm sure you probably do too. You're probably working. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to connect with you um, to talk about anything that has to do with digital marketing sales, or just even moving from, 
you know, an engineer, an IT role to a sales role or a sales role to an IT role? How can they find you and where can they reach you? Yeah. So two ways that you can reach me, obviously LinkedIn. I think that's kind of a given. <laughs> um, the a second good. way yeah, is brett at leadinglink.com. That's brett with two T's. Um, I am, I have a wide open email inbox. If, if you email me I, between me and my team, we keep up with it. And so I'm, I make sure that I get back to people in the right way. And uh, you can reach you me either way that. from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to outsource that. But no, that's, we, we make sure that we keep up with it. And, and I, I get in touch with people to make sure that, uh, cause I've been given a lot. So I'm really big on giving back. And so that's the way that you can get directly in touch with me. Sounds good to me. Um, guys, appreciate taking the time to listen to the cloud nine podcast. I'm going to let everybody go. Uh, Brett, have a good day and uh, we'll be in touch, man. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.